0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North studio. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand.
1: It's the Score North Twin Show. It is the Twins, the Score North first place Twins show live from Bombasota, land of 10,000 rakes. The magic number is 78. I'm Rami Makhloff along with our Twins reporter Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill, and our exact location in Bombasota today is CHS Field, home of St. Paul Saints Baseball. It always just feels right to do a baseball show from a baseball park.
0: Looking out over the field right now, there is a tarp on because of the... Light rain in Lower Town, St. Paul, but I am confident that we'll get this thing. In. I
1: think there will be baseball this evening that here is, at
0: C.H.S. Field. That is fair to say, and I'm glad we got through talk of a tarp on the field without Rami bringing up the ridiculous notion of putting roofs on baseball.
1: I today. said before, I said last time we were here, I don't want to put a roof on C.H.S. Field. Good. it's a simple return
2: on investment <laughs> issue I do, no, I don't now what exactly is the reason why you don't want a roof on chs like it's a return versus on target field, it's for
1: it's example. simply economics manny it's a return on investment i don't think the stadium is big enough i don't think they play enough games i don't think that enough people are drawn to chs field to to justify the cost of a retractable roof over chs field whereas with target field it you would get your money back and, ah. and, and hundredfold. A hundredfold. Look, a hundredfold.
0: I, it's a ridiculous notion, and I won't even entertain it with an argument. Let's talk about the Twins, <laughs> shall we?
1: I didn't bring it up. You brought it up. I didn't bring it up. Hey, I this is you... how it happens with the put a roof on a thing. I don't bring it up. Other people bring it up, and then I make sense, and then you get annoyed. That's, heard... that's how this thing always goes. I heard <laughs> you
0: talking in the intro there, Rami, as you told the people, the fine listeners of the Score North First Place Twin show, in Boma, Soda, the land of ten thousand races. Did yes, you say the magic number is seventy-eight? Seventy-eight. That's lower than it was when the weekend started. It's
1: two games lower than it was when the weekend started. So that's good we for st- the Twins. We're still moved, The the bus is still moving in the right direction.
0: And despite all your pessimism, pessimism late last week, with the Twins getting swept in a four game series. They end up splitting in Kansas City. I know you'd rather have Sunday's game back and all that, but you know. Taking two out of four in Kansas City and marking a little more time towards A, the All-Star break, B, October, it qualifies as a decent weekend for
1: the And they still haven't had a losing stretch of schedule yet, whether it's a homestand or a road trip. They haven't had a losing homestand or road trip this entire season. They still haven't lost three games in a row the entire season. That's how you know it's good that this is when it's bad. You know what I mean? That this is bad because you've lost five of eight and split a four-game series with the Royals, who, yeah, they're a terrible baseball team. They're one of the worst teams in all of baseball. But you'll you'll take a split on the road of a four-game series against anyone. they
0: got some good players, too, in Kansas City. And as the cliche goes, those guys are getting paid, too. Um, I still think you'd rather take more than a split, but your point is well-received that we... We should talk about the Twins in the form of what are they doing right now? How does this impact today? How does it impact the standings? I've got some numbers for you in a second, but I don't want us on this show to lose sight of the fact that there's a second track. We always, always, as you're talking about the first-place Twins, you have to talk about what's happening in the moment. How are they competing with the Royals in June in Kansas City? But track number two is how does it set up for October? I think that's always in the back of all three of our minds. I'm just kind of putting it to words that there are two tracks that we need to follow and we need to pay attention to. Um, and so here's, here's track one. Track one is how things are going right now. Of course, we'll be talking about October. We'll be talking about the addition on a minor league deal of former Indians closer, former Angels closer, Cody Allen, uh, to the Twins that signed him over the weekend. So we certainly will talk about all that because that might impact October. But track number one is, how are they doing right now? And right now, I think you'd say, so-so. Sure. Just kicked a couple balls around. The bullpen has left something to be desired. I looked this up for a column this morning on scorenorth.com. The Twins are 4-5 and five since Byron Buxton left the lineup, which, whatever, no big deal. But then June, uh, I think it's June anyway, uh, maybe since the last series in May, that series in Tampa, they went down to St. Pete and took 3-4. or four. They're 13-10. and 10. Since that stretch. And I say that to say that it's important to point out when things aren't going well so that we can, you know, quickly correct them and hey, we can't World Series attitude is not letting little things slide. World series attitude is getting your best foot forward all the time. And even with that, this sort of subpar performance, whatever you want to call it, over the last two, three weeks, that's that's a ninety one win pace. That the Twins are playing at. So we can simultaneously point out, it's raining outside, and it's okay. The streets probably aren't going to flood. A rainbow is coming. This is a very good baseball team.
1: They also are in a stretch where they haven't had a day off in two weeks. That matters. And they played 17 innings. They have a lot of injuries. They played 17 innings. I mean, that'll that'll grind on any Major League Baseball club. To come out of it... To come out of it seven and six, to come out of that stretch where you played two weeks straight without a day off, you had the injuries that they've had, and you played a seven a seventeen inning game. I'm happy with a seven and six record out of that. I think that's good. I think that's something to be. I think that's something to be happy about and optimistic about. Yes, well,
0: yes and no, because winners want more always. They're greedy. Paul Molitor had a great phrase. You know, you win the first two games of the series. He'd inevitably get the question before Sunday's game or the third game of the series, whatever the case was, hey, you know, you already won a series. got to be pretty happy with that. And he'd kind of look sideways at the question. Molitor was great with the media in terms of answering those kinds of things because he'd give you a good, thoughtful answer, no matter how good or thoughtful the question was. And the, hey, you won a series, that's got to feel good, right? He'd be like, well, and I'm paraphrasing here, of course. But Molitor would say things like, "Yeah, I mean, it feels nice to win the series, but nobody in here is patting ourselves on the back before Sunday's game, saying it doesn't matter what happens here. We won the series, guys. Right? You want to get greedy in these games? Sure. I think the Twins have been pretty good at doing that. So, so there is still something to. Yeah, seven and six through that stretch that you just mentioned, Rami. Yeah. All right, you'll take it. You're not gonna, you know, run from that. But at the same time, I do think the Twins probably want more out of what they've had for the past couple of weeks. That would be fair to say at this point.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, as as a fan or, or the analysts doing what we do, as I mean, as a player, you, you I want them to be, like, borderline crazy. I want it to be an unhealthy, competitive attitude in, in a locker room or a clubhouse. Well, you you're know not what I joking. Mean? That That's what it takes to, to compete at that level. But yeah, as fans are yeah. analyzing the game from where we sit to – for me, when I sit back and I see a, a a team that played two weeks straight without a day off with Buxton, Scope, and Garver all going on the I.L. in that time with your pitching somewhat coming back down to earth with Odorizzi and and Martin Perez regressing, which I think we all had to expect, even if you were the most optimistic Twins fan, to come out of that 7-6, and six, I don't have to be that unhealthily competitive uh, person who who runs out onto that field every day. I get to sit here at CHS Field and talk about it and be a little bit more objective about it and have a little bit more perspective on it. And with that perspective, I say 7-6 and six is really damn good. That's damn good. Well, and you just glossed over it,
0: but it's worth underscoring. No Byron Buxton, and not to dive too deep on that point, but you guys can see the chain reaction when Buxton's not out there. Oh, yeah. Center field yep. goes to somebody else, not named Byron Buxton. Number nine spot in the lineup isn't a guaranteed lightning bolt every single night. So, again, not to dig too deep on it, but Byron Buxton now impacts multiple spots, and it impacts your lineup. Mitch Garver missing some time it might be only a little bit of time but that matters when you've got babe ruth and catcher's gear you want him on the field as often as possible marwin gonzalez not playing impacts this thing because suddenly you can't just plug guys in Mm -hmm. and and williams has to deal is a nice extra player or jonathan scope short-term injuries no big deal because you got marwin marwin's at that swiss army knife that just covers for a lot more than you would think i I've said this before and I'll say it again. I think Marwin Gonzalez's value to a a postseason aspirational club is greater than what you'll see at the end of the year on his Fangraphs page or on his baseball reference page for wins above replacement. His wins are greater, his contributions are greater than his war. And you're seeing it here. This week, if you had a healthy Marwin, this thing looks different. And then who's the fourth name that I'm missing off this? Jonathan Scope. You miss almost half of a great lineup, and every lineup in baseball is going to take a step back. That's the negative. You guys want the positive? Just kind of balance it out, Mm -hmm. flush the system. You're ever the optimist, Rami. I know that about you.
1: Except on Friday. Yeah, I
2: don't know what We're, got India there. I just threw
1: out a hypothetical that they could possibly lose 10 of 12 in a 162-game season.
2: And don't look now. The Cleveland Indians are only eight games. Eight games. They, they won, oh, they've won three word. in a row. Rear view mirror. Objects oh, no. are bigger than they appear, boys. <laughs> they've won three in a row and eight of ten. So
0: I think that the Twins are a great baseball team. And I get some pushback when I say that. But I look at stats like this and say it's hard to conclude anything else. The Twins, right now, despite losing Sunday's game, the only American League club to have won 50 games this season. It's not like they've played 10 more games than the next closest. 50 wins is 50 wins. And secondly, they are the only American League club to outscore opponents by more than 100, year, uh, 100 runs at this point. Mm-hmm. 105 run differential.
1: That's Ridiculous. For your
0: Minnesota Twins. And I think I saw this morning, I was just digging around for the column uh, um, on the website, my Five Thoughts column, which published this morning. I think, if memory serves, the Houston Astros are second on that list with a plus 95. Mm -hmm. So, So anyway, you've got a team that's outscoring other teams by more than 100 runs midway through June. Life is good, period, full stop. There are some little things along the way that we'd like to correct, and we're certainly going to talk about improving them. We'll talk about Cody Allen and the impact that could potentially have out in the bullpen. But I can't—I just, guys, we can't lose sight of the big picture. That things are great right now in Bombasota, and the Minnesota Twins are a great ball club.
1: And can I go back to what Mandy just said a second ago? The Indians have won three straight and eight out of ten, and they're still eight <laughs> games back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, that's it's tough sledding. How for that many times club. are the Indians gonna win eight out of ten over the course of the rest of this season with that lineup? Yeah, well, they'll get some pitching healthy
0: here at some point. That club looks like it could go on a run. They've done it here the past ten. They're
1: not gonna win eight out of ten very often. I'm here to tell you right now. I'm here to guarantee you on June twenty fourth, twenty nineteen, at twelve eleven p.m. live from C.H.S. Field. <laughs> The Indians will not win 8 out of 10 very often the rest of this season. They'll be lucky if they do it two more times the rest of this season. Well, are you going in 10-game chunks or like a rolling average? Any way you want to. (laughs) Any way you want to. The Uh, Twins are not going to have a lot of stretches of schedule with that lineup where they win 8 out of 10 games. I'm just being a smartass.
0: Manny, it was you last week that brought up that Dodgers club. Not only last year did they get off to a slow start in
2: April, but two years ago. Yep. What was it? They lost, lost was it 15 out of 16, 15 of 16 in late August into early September. And that was a
0: 100-plus win ball club, won, right?
2: They went 104 and 58 that with,
0: Having said that, I set you up here a little bit. That was unfair of me. But do you get nervous when you see the Indians closing in the rearview mirror? Or is this Twins team one of those that's just it's too good to even concern yourself with that on a nice weekend at the lake?
2: I don't get nervous, but the thought that comes to my mind is the Twins, I do think, need to be careful because a... They have not lost three games in a row yet this season. I tend to think that's bound to happen at some point. Sure. All right. And yeah. you don't want that. Now to, who's the pessimist? Yeah, exactly right. Well, ah. Rami, you poisoned ah. the well. And, and here's the other thing, too. I've, I think <laughs> what you don't want is for that three game losing streak to come to, to align itself with a three game winning streak for Cleveland. Because if that happens, then an eight game lead suddenly becomes five. And then you're starting to, then that's, I think, when you start to get a little bit nervous. Right now, am I nervous? No. But I think a a three game losing streak combined with a Cleveland three game winning streak could make it, could bring this down to five. And that's when I'll start to think about it a little bit. Well, and
0: it's important what part of the schedule that comes at, too, right? Because if Mm -hmm. the Indians are 13 games out of it with a week to go before the trade deadline, uh, some tough decisions, some business decisions are going to have to be made in that Cleveland front office.
2: And if I they're four the, games back, it's different. And I think the Twins and the Indians, I think they play each other in like a three- or four-game set, is maybe it? like a week before the trade deadline. I, th- I think. I
0: want to say mid-July. I think you're correct about that.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, that's it's something to watch for. Am I worried right now? No. I still think this team is going to be fine and they're going to win the division, but yeah, I think they got to be a little bit careful.
1: But here's something else you have to remember. I, I can't see i 'm not even going to give numbers because then i 'm the pessimist yet, but i can't't <laughs> yeah. well, worry about I, that, I, I can't i can 't foresee a scenario where things go so well for the Indians, and by that i 'm also including going badly for the twins that 's what 's going to take for the Indians to get back into this thing legitimately i can 't imagine things going so well for the Indians that they're buyers at the deadline where i 'm almost certain that the twins will be buyers at the deadline so roster wise the twins should get even better and put more e- even more ground between them and the Indians between now and July 31st from from a talent and roster standpoint. If
2: they can get healthy though, because they are a little bit banged up right now, and part yeah, of that. Yeah, none has of these injuries with... are serious
1: though. All these guys are expected back in the next week or so. Sure. Yeah. I don't think it'll be long term stuff for them. But you. you know, but you have to hope know. something like, else yeah. doesn't doesn't happen too. Sure. I yeah. I mean, you always cross your fingers and hope there are no injuries in any sport. Over the course of a season, especially baseball, because it's such a long season, but. it's kind of crazy to me how deep this club is. That we just talked about four
0: guys who are pretty pivotal players, and they're still running out a lineup that's not only
2: it's respectable good. but good. Yeah, still pretty good lineup.
0: In years past, like let's take the Royals for example. I just said at the top, they you know they split the series with the Twins. I'm sure they had this to to whatever extent you can circle games for a club that's going to lose ninety plus. I'm sure they look at the Twins as a measuring stick and think, hey, you know, we're not that many years behind where you are right now. This is a series you get up for if you're them. So they split at home against a great ball club. Look at that lineup if they lose one or two guys. I mean, they're already playing without Sal Perez. You notice that. Whit Merrifield's a good ball player. I just, Alex Gordon, who's getting up there, but solid. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Danny Duffy had a nice start. You look at that and say if they lost the equivalent talent that the Twins have lost this year or that the Yankees have lost this year, ball game over. You're watching Omaha uh, 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 at Kauffman Field in Kansas City over the weekend. So that's something that I don't think we should just gloss past that like are the Twins replacements as good as the people who've gone out? No, I don't think so. Are they respectable? Are they capable? Can Williams deal get it done? Can Luis Ariz get it done? Ariz, Ariz. It's good. It's like they have good quality Major
1: League caliber depth, and I think that's a good thing. He was four for four yesterday. Can't Dude. get that guy out. When everybody gets healthy, there's going to be a numbers crunch on this roster, and they may be left with the choice of Ariz or La Tortuga they do roll that I I don't know I mean you guys know I'm president of the La Tortuga fan club I don't know that I can I could justify keeping you by the roster over over <laughs> <That's> so good <laughs> Oh, I was about to compliment you on your linguistic talents, Over man. a rise. I don't
0: know. Uh, yeah, it depends what you need. And I'm going to use the cop-out baseball executive answer these of these had to work work stick at Yeah, uh, Yeah, I just think he's really put himself in a good position, clearly has a great idea of the strike zone, knows his swing, knows what he's trying to do. And if you were saying that of a 28-year-old, you'd be like, good, that's a good major league player. Dude's twenty two and he has those things going on. I really I I haven't spent much time talking to him. I spoke with him a little bit in Fort Myers during spring training this year, back when I thought he was, you know, a prospect on the radar, not a guy who was gonna come in uh, and get
1: prize, (laughs) if you will. (laughs) Sorry.
0: No, I will. That was great. (laughs) You don't have to apologize for that. I'm just letting it breathe a little bit. Give oh, give that man. glory. It's I, due. I'm
1: stupid. But I asked
0: him. <laughs> I, I, I guess I didn't spend much time talking to him, but the sense I get in watching these games, just on TV from my couch in Bloomington, this guy's a small, a smart ball player. He he gets sort of defensive positioning. He understands the geography. I already mentioned he knows his swing and he knows what he's trying to do. You can tell among guys with good eyes at the plate on the Twins, he's got to be on that short list for uh, uh, among the best. I mean, it was, I think, uh, Joe Maurer set the standard for years and years of that ball an inch and a half off the plate. He would get it right 100 times out of 100. I, I got to think a rise has got to be pretty close to that just in the summer of 2019, again, as a 22-year-old. That's And that's your depth, man. They've got quality major league Caliber depth that's able to come in and spell guys when uh, Buxton, Gonzalez, Scope, and Garver does get
1: hurt. And he, this is cliche, but he looks like a professional hitter. He doesn't. He's never looked overmatched or mismatched in the batter's box by major league pitchers it's a good point. since he got here. I mean, he's just is. He's he's a professional hitter. He knows how to hit the baseball, and it's translated. Sometimes doesn't translate the way it has for him from one level to the next, and from the way that they're talking about him. It, Every level he goes up, and he just hits the baseball.
2: Yeah, it's he's only, impressive. He, he's he's walked eight times, and he's only struck out twice. Yeah, <laughs> fifteen games. Yeah,
0: that's pretty good. That's pretty good. At-bats. Considering that most people, that relationship would be flip flopped, right? You're striking out more, and you're walking. Um, yeah, it's. Rami, pretty easy to see why this guy's prospect stock has been on the rise.
1: It's the uh, score North first place Twins show live from Bombasota, land of ten thousand rakes. The magic number is seventy eight. We're also live from C H S Field today. Is that a real palm tree over there in uh, the Treasure Island? Come on, uh, dude! Portion? It's St. Paul over left field. I know, but it looks it looks real. R- Rami, I don't know. We'll, we'll Manny, go over
0: there. That's right it, over it, by Manny's the craft real beer
1: garden. Fighting, ah. Fake a real palm tree over there, like. Rummy, you've been here before. I
0: never walked (laughs) over there. Yeah, that's the craft beer corner. We went over there the first night we were here on opening day at CHS Field. The craft beer corner down in <laughs> left field. There are fake palm trees out there because palm trees, Rami, don't grow in St. Paul, Minnesota. Maybe if they're really, really well taken care of. That's right. They could thrive. <laughs> this gardener here that takes care of the
1: grounds needs a raise then. For tickets and all things St. Saint Paul Saints related, visit St. Paul Base or excuse me, Saintsbaseball.com. The American Association All-Star Game and Festivities come back to CHS Field on Monday, July twenty second and Tuesday, July twenty-third. Tickets and more information at Saints. Baseball.com. This is, like I said, the Score North. First place Twins show live from Bumbasota, the land of 10,000 ranks. The magic number is 78, and we're back right after this. On Score North on 1500 in the Score North mobile app. To protect yours. Round some banter. Twins. 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 The Score North Twin Show
2: on Score North and ScoreNorth.com.
0: Let freedom run this Independence Day at the Red, White, and Boom TC Half Marathon. Relay in 5K in Minneapolis on July 4th. Enjoy hot dogs, all American pops, and free summit beer. For sign up information, please visit ScoreNorth.com.
1: Keyword boom. North first place twins show live from Bomba so to the land of 10,000 rakes on score North on 1500 and the score North mobile app the magic number is 78 we're at CHS field today home of St. Paul Saints baseball score North out here all afternoon long leading up to we think baseball here tonight, this evening, it's raining right now, tarp out on the field, but it should move through before that. Rami Makhlouf, along with Twins reporter Derek Wetmore, find his thoughts on the Twins at scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app and Manny Hill. And there was uh, Twins news over the weekend, I believe it was John Morosi first to report that uh, the Twins signed 30-year-old reliever Cody Allen, who was uh, released by the Angels earlier this month after a 25-game stint where he posted a 6.23 ERA and walked almost eight batters per nine innings. Now, he has a track record of success at the major league level, Derek, but just not recently is this another project like a Jake Odorizzi or a Martin Perez or some of the other guys who the Twins have been able to tap into something and quote-unquote fix. Yeah, Those are two interesting names. I would
0: say this is more Martin Perez than Jake Odorizzi because when they traded for... Odo, the guy we used to call A-L-E-R-A leader, Jake Odorizzi, that was kind of like, we're getting a mid-rotation starter who's been that for years, and we just expect that's what he's going to be for two years. Mm-hmm. And now the fact that he blossomed into a quasi, you know, or a uh, pseudo ace in 2019, that's a great, great bonus for the Twins. But the Perez project, as I was calling it over the winter, was more like... Hey, everybody knew this was a live arm, lefty, good stuff, top prospect. Eh, It wasn't great in Texas. His career was sort of up and down, you'd say, and the final year with the Rangers way more down than up. So that was sort of a reclamation project, and that's how I view Cody Allen. I think this is get this guy in here on a minor league deal. He's someone with familiarity with Derek Falvey. Get a pitching plan in place. Get him healthy. That's, I think, a non-trivial component of this. He sat out with the Angels with a little bit of back stiffness, I, I understand. That's that's a lot to try to fix in one go. Right. But I think, look, if the Twins pitching plans have worked so well for some of these other guys, I, I think as a Twins fa- fan, you'd be hard-pressed to argue against them. You'd be hard pressed to say this is never going to work. This isn't worth the flyer. Of course, it's worth the flyer, and we'll see what we got here.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a low risk, high reward move, Manny. I, I don't I mean I, don't, I haven't seen anybody take issue with it. And I don't know
2: how you really could take issue with it. Were you excited no, about it? No, I wasn't excited about it. Okay. I mean, it's it's just one of those things where if they're able to find something to to help him and help him get back to the form that we saw of him, you know, for for years in Cleveland, then great. But I think that, I mean, I, I, I guess what I could say is I'm not expecting much out of it because okay. I I think that Danny and I talked about this yesterday on, on, uh, on Score North Sundays is that I, I just wonder if that deep run to the World Series in 2016 where he was being used a lot, Andrew Miller was being used a lot, and we're seeing Andrew Miller is not the same guy that he was a couple of years ago, the same lights out lefty specialist that he was a couple of years ago i just wonder if using those guys as much as they did during that run has now played a role in where they're at now and i mean that's not a knock on tito francona and the indians for using them the way that they did i mean they had to it that those two guys were catalysts in them getting to that world series and getting to within a win an inning of potentially winning a world series over rami's cubs but But I, I do just wonder if that whole deep run may have taken and taken a lot out of both of those guys. Rami, you saw the
0: news this weekend. Uh, you probably got the Score North push notification on
1: your Score North mobile app. I'm guessing. That's, by the way, that's how I heard about it. By the way, and I have a question after your quick puff. Yes. I did not know that the Score North mobile app gave happy birthday wishes. Oh, you didn't? From a Jud Zulgad. In a Twins flapper hat. That I think is... there are a couple different happy birthdays, <laughs> but that's one of them. I mean, that's the best feature we got. How... got. <laughs> it's the <laughs> creepiest no... feature, anyway. How is nobody told me to be <laughs> mentioning that when I shamelessly and endlessly plug that thing? Yeah, well, hey, get, get Birthday this... wishes from a a, a flapper-hatted Judd Zolgad. Get that the Score North
0: mobile app, and you will see, once a year, at least, Judd Zolgad in a Twins bomber hat. That's amazing. Yeah, some behind-the-scenes Footage there from the score Studios. Somebody tweeted
1: me this weekend that they got that. I was like, I did not it's even know we were doing this.
0: pretty epic. That's awesome. So you get the push notification over the weekend. Hey, Twins on a minor league deal with uh Cody Allen. Was your first reaction excitement? Wh- where were you at with that mentally? I'm talking like
1: first blush knee-jerk reaction. My real honest reaction? Yeah. Like, okay. That was it. It was like, okay, then, mm-hmm. they might then they might have something there. Sure. I, yeah, maybe it's a guy who has succeeded at this level before and they've they've shown a tendency and ability to 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 unlock some guys who there's obviously something there they've been highly touted prospects or have had success at the major league level before and for whatever reason lost it and the twins have shown an ability to find those guys and 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 tap into whatever it is that's missing yep. so i thought okay they they might have something there i i like the move i don't love it it's like I said, a low risk, high reward move. If you can get that guy anywhere back near the level that he was in that twenty sixteen season with Cleveland, you've made your bullpen that much deeper. That's and that's right. that's what the postseason that's 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 what decides games in the postseason is the depth of that bullpen.
2: The question I have though is will they be able to find a way to get some of his velocity back? Because that is what has hurt him the last couple of years is he's lost. I think 3 or 4 miles an hour off of that fastball. Great and, question. I mean, if he doesn't have that velocity, it's just he's either going to have to change the, you know, change the type of pitcher that he is entirely or he just may not be able to to contribute to a major league club anymore.
1: Well, that's one of the things that they've shown the ability to do with the biomechanics. Martin Perez, it was just opening his his, his hips up a little bit more so more of his weight was going towards home plate. And making that little change in in his delivery added two three miles per hour to his fastball when the season started. I know he's come back a mile or two, but I mean that's that's what they're trying to do with all these all the analytics and biomechanics that they've implemented in the last few years. And that West Johnson seems to have a real knack for. So maybe they can find some of his velocity. Yeah. Again. Maybe there is something really subtle in his delivery. That's that's. That's off. from, yeah. from twenty sixteen.
0: Well, it reminds me of for years they talked about that in Pittsburgh with Ray Searidge. You'd say like, oh, if pitcher's struggling, go just sign a one year deal with the Pirates. Or f- for years before that, I mean, we in Bombasota before it was Bombasota kind of made fun of the White Sox and Cooper for that. It's like, "Oh, well, you see something he's going to fix, the fixer." It's right. Like, "Well, if you could just fix every pitcher, why don't you?" Right. Mm-hmm. So, there's an element of that to me. If you look at Cody Allen signing a minor league deal and say, "Well, that, you know, he was a dominant closer, you call him dominant for the Indians in 2016 for that World Series run and the rain delay heard around the world, and then he was a hot ticket free agent, he signed with the Angels. Yeah, it was a one year deal. He got like eight or nine million bucks. It was eight and a half. Eight now. and a half. And mm-hmm. said, Okay, this is uh this is an arm that's a it's a sought after commodity. Maybe some people were worried about the decreasing velocity or the decreasing whatever swing and miss rate, whatever the red flags were, probably brought his price down a little bit. But all that being said, He was a closer. He's a ninth-inning guy. He's a legit trusted veteran, and he's not 60. He's 30 years old. So I think if you're looking at this from the perspective of the Twins just solved their ninth inning and they'll figure it out from here, no. I think that's expecting too much. But if you look at this and say, yeah, it's a cheap lottery ticket, and the payoff isn't a Mega Millions jackpot, but the payoff is like you know, your month's rent. Right. You, you, you're going to you're going to want to hit this lottery. You want this one to cash in the scratch ticket here. But that's that's what it is. It's a scratch off. If if it turns out that yep, the velocity's never cracking 91 again and he's just not going to miss any bats and he went from being diet Craig Kimbrell to diet 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 zero calorie Craig Kimbrell, Then you haven't lost anything here if you're the Twins. It's just it's not going to solve any bullpen issues if he doesn't become that Cody Allen you You started to
1: fear at the back end of Cleveland's bullpen. My second thought was, it better not be it. And I don't think it is, but that thought did cross my mind. Like, I hope they have bigger plans in mind for the bullpen than stuff like this. Yeah,
0: that's a very fair one because I think that's the real fear, right? What I would say to assuage those fears is the Twins have been on the horn with big league clubs working to upgrade their pitching staff. So I don't think they're going to settle at Cody Allen rebuild as their new... This is not their final purchase. Right. If they made a real bid for Craig Kimbrell, which they did, why would you then settle for minor league contract for former closer? I think there's some component here of the Derek Falvey connection. That is why they were interested in Allen over the winter, reportedly, and why they'd be interested in him now, why they think they maybe have a competitive advantage to getting the most out of Cody Allen. But if, if I, I just don't think they're going to the grocery store and they walked in, took a right, got a loaf of bread, and are like, all right, that sounds good. Let's feed this family for the week, boys. <laughs> I, I don't think that this is the last item on their shopping list. It's one of the items. And if that loaf of bread gets you a couple sandwiches, then, hey, you're in business. We'll see. This is where I'll stop the metaphors. That was bad. No, I, no that's pretty good. Okay, it was, it was all right. <laughs> it
1: was, is, is this worse
0: than Rami rolling his R's in English when we were talking
1: about Luis Ariz? By the way, I can just eat bread. Like I'm, I don't need anything on it. Really? Yeah, I can just eat. Like, just give me a good loaf of bread. And I was, or bre- How, bread, actually, whole grain bread. Yeah. I How mean,
0: many of your twenty-one
1: meals in a week, Rami, are just bread? Oh, I mean, it's not a normal thing, but if it's if it's what's handy, I'm not at all upset. Like no butter, no nothing, nothing, just bread, and I'm I'll I'll be okay. All right, I'll, man. If it's a good loaf of bread. I'll be I'll be happy
0: about it. Yeah, yeah. Sign me up. But I don't want to eat bread for twenty one meals. No. And I don't want to stretch not. that loaf twenty one <laughs> meals in a week. No. That's what the twins are doing here. It's a it's a lottery. Say Cody off. Allen
1: is just a plain loaf of white bread.
0: No, I'm saying the, he's got the upside to be you know one of those cornucopia fruit baskets <laughs> with some bread and jam. But the 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 downside is he's yeah he's a processed
1: white bread, and you don't want to have to sustain yourself on all that. We're live from CHS Field. In addition to uh, all-star festivities coming here to (laughs) CHS Field, July 22nd and 23rd, new this year is the City of Baseball Museum. The City of Baseball Museum offers a trip through time, that features five distinct eras of baseball in St. Paul with a focus on the rich history of its storied hometown team. Come on out here to say, uh, CHS Field and visit saintsbaseball.com for all things Saints baseball related. It's the Score North first place Twins show live from Bombasota, live from CHS Field, the land of 10,000 races. The magic number is 78, and we're all back right after this on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. TheScoreNorth.org. The Score North Twin Shell.
0: Have you guys ever wondered what it's like to be a twin? On Score North
2: and ScoreNorth.com. Drill to left, that, and that's not coming back. Wow! Groan with another solo home run, and it's three to nothing, Twins.
1: Dick Bramer with the call on Fox Sports North. This is the Score North first place twins show live from Bombasota, Soda, the land of ten thousand race. The twins' magic number is seventy-eight. We're, We're just gonna roll
2: all the R's <laughs> now the rest <laughs> of the
1: way, aren't you We're also at live.scorenorth. Dot com. And you can uh, get the Score North mobile app in the Apple and Google Play stores. Listen live and on demand via the Score North app. The longer you listen live, the more points you rack up to get cool rewards from us. Because we love you here at Score North. And the Score North mobile app is also your one-stop shop for all written content from scorenorth.com. Including the Five Thoughts column from Derek Wetmore which just went up.
0: Yep, live as of this morning in Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. We
1: heard Robbie the home McClough. run there from uh, C.J. Cronin. We're at CHS Field today where uh, there should be baseball tonight. This rain is supposed to move through. I think so. I want to talk uh, some a little bit of the uh, trade rumors that are floating around right now, but I was a uh, guest on Cluster Fun, which is Danny Cunningham's uh, live Twitter show. It's on every day right around 11 o'clock at Score North. He's uh, supposed to be taking batting practice with the Saints today. And oh, is it just him? Well, I'm going to be on the air because it's mm-hmm. going to be right around four o'clock. Mm-hmm. I'd love to go and show you guys how this is done, but <laughs> got work. Gotta, <laughs> somebody's <laughs> got to work. You know what I mean? <laughs> Danny thinks he can go yard. I told him maybe, maybe if he really gets one and yanks it right down the left field line, three thirty, maybe he's trying to go like center field. Yeah, it, there's with no a wood way, bat, right? I know Danny is a young, athletic man. Yeah, would bet. Yeah, He played college football, but
2: boy. He's if, trying to hit it to the 52. the Dead-eye center field. Yeah, he was <laughs> talking. yeah, he's trying to hit one of those cars out there. He was yeah. talking
1: like 345. I think that's like out in left center somewhere is about 345. He thinks he can get it over there. There's no way, right? Uh, I haven't seen Danny swing a baseball It back. doesn't matter.
0: No chance. No chance. Like, it, I'll tell you this. I'm looking down at the left field corner there it is 330 to just straight straight left field the foul pole and i got to tell you the the better chance of getting out to left field would be to walk down out of the press box and run to the craft beer corner. <laughs> That's the only way any
1: of us are getting out to left field at CHS Field. The the shortest part of the park here at CHS Field is 320, right down the right field line, but I can't imagine Danny has oppo power like that. Oppo power, and you got to get it up over you that wall. It where, it's they, a little bit of a higher wall. They
0: do have the sort of target field thing where the the center field comes around, it's level, and then in about right right center, That wall juts up. That's got to be thirty feet there. I'm just guessing. We're a
1: long ways away, but that's that's a poke. If weather allows it, that'll all be up at uh, at Score North on Twitter. I don't know if Danny's the only one, but I know Danny is taking batting practice with the. Well, if
0: let's say this too, if it's happening, I think this is weather permitting because you see the tarp that's on the field right now. uh, Not sure that the top priority for this beautiful ground would be to get. Danny Cunningham, a couple of cuts against a bullpen pitcher. I think, think if he asked Danny Cunningham, it would be. That's right. It's depends
1: who's, <laughs> depends who's <laughs> ranking the priorities here. That's a fair point. <laughs> uh, Mark Feinzand from MLB.com. He was uh, assessing what the Twins might do between now and the trade deadline. And this is a quote from a general manager, not a front office source, not somebody close to the situation. This is an American League general manager who told Mark Feinsand about the Twins. Quote, I don't think big buyers. I think they'll continue to be pragmatic. I do expect them to make acquisitions, but not with the same aggressiveness that Houston or New York will show. Hmm. 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 Like I said in the last segment about Cody Allen, that better not be it. Yeah. And guys like that better
0: not be it. So I read this quote over the weekend, and I thought to myself, okay, it's just one man's opinion, right? But the more I think about it, it's like I've been expecting for a month now, you guys, I've been talking people down off the this team is not good enough to win a World Series, and this front office is going to do nothing about it, so I'm pissed. I've been talking to that crowd and saying, hey, you know what? I respect your anger. Let's talk this thing through because I, too, see some deficiencies, but I spend much more time looking at the the, the picture of great baseball team, maybe needs a little help. Where we differ on that line of thought is this front office has proven capable and competent and intelligent and opportunistically aggressive. I just think if they deem this team is not good enough to win a World Series – They're going to make it better. They're going to be proactive. They're going to add to this roster. And I've been saying, hang on a second. Let's just wait and see how they play their cards here as the summer plays out. Now, the part of that quote that's interesting isn't that the Twins aren't going to be buyers. They're not saying they're not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. But that quote would lead you to believe that they're not going to be as aggressive as the Astros or as the Yankees. That part is hard to refute until something changes. Until you're proven otherwise, it's really hard to say, no, the Twins are going to be as aggressive as those guys. So far, they haven't been. The Yankees got Edwin. The Astros, I suppose, what have they done in season? But, I mean, that's already a great ball club, and they've shown in the past aggressiveness, going way, and getting Verlager, getting
1: Worse than the Twins. It's bad right the now. The Astros
0: right now. It's bad right now. Um, But I just, it's it's... Your instinct as someone who follows the Twins is to want to fight back at that and say, how do you know? And at the same time, you don't really have a leg to stand on in that argument until the front office does do something more significant than a minor league deal for a failed closer. Right. Call a spade a spade. I like the Cody Allen signing. I think it's a good, strong bet. It's a buy low opportunity. It's a scratch-off ticket. But if that's all you do to improve your October club, then... I it
1: stands to reason that other clubs are going to be more aggressive than that. They have no reason and no excuse not to be every bit as aggressive as the Yankees or the Astros. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I, 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 you give uh, an organization like the Twins and a market like the Twin Cities a free pass when the Manny Machados and the Bryce Harpers of the market or the Bryce Harpers of the world hit the market because you just you can't financially get into bidding wars. With the Yankees or the Red Sox or even the Astros or the Twi- or the, the Cubs or the Dodgers. There there are teams out there that because of the financial system that is in place in baseball right now, you're just not in the same stratosphere. In So I don't expect you to be as aggressive as those teams when it comes to bidding for top-tier free agents. But when it comes to making a trade at the trade deadline, and especially for what the Twins are looking for, money is not really the issue here. The issue will be how much you want to spend in assets, and usually that comes in in prospects. Because bullpen arms aren't going to cost the world for you in terms of dollars and cents, but it's going to cost you quite a bit in terms of prospects, and the Twins are as rich in those as the Yankees, as the Astros, as most teams around baseball, so I really see no reason for them not to be as aggressive as the Yankees or the Astros between now and the trade deadline. I fully agree. I
0: I think this is a go-for-it year. And while I sometimes fall on the more conservative side of the prospect argument, no, I wouldn't trade a top prospect for a rental starting pitcher to pitch game four of the ALDS. But within that context, it's important to send prospects out this summer. You need to send prospects out. You better not be married to any of them. You marry the top three, that's fine. But don't be in this committed long-term relationship with the seventh-best prospect in your system. Try to help him out. Try to make him better and make him a big leaguer. But if you've got to deal him in the right move to make your team that much better odds to win a World Series, you make that move. And I don't think that's that controversial. I think that's something that's going to happen this summer.
2: The other thing, too, I've touched on this before. I trust these guys to go out and find other prospects down the line if they have to give one up if they have to give up the fifth best prospect in their system i trust them over the next couple of years to find another guy who could be just as good down the line so i don't there you go. i don't think giving you know having to move away from prospects to to help your team right now to go on a run this year considering what we've seen from these guys over the last couple of years now i trust them to to be able to keep keep the farm system Uh, replenished year after year after year. That's a great point.
0: Yeah, and that's what they hired Sean Johnson to do. That's what they promoted him to do, run the draft, keep the pipeline full. Sometimes we're going to need to call on those guys, like Luis Arise, to come. Luis Arise. To get through a season, and he's going to be valuable depth for us. And in other times, we're going to trade him. We're going to try to acquire Major League Ready talent right now, trading future wins. There is another quote from that. Mark Finsand piece on MLB.com that you referenced earlier, Rami. Uh, he was just quoting a couple of executives and not naming names, just kind of trying to get a sense for are the Twins going to be buyers, how aggressive are they going to be? Well, they talk in the piece about you know the Taylor Rogers, the Ryan Harpers, the Mike Morans of the world getting some of the high leverage innings in Minnesota. And I'm quoting from Feinsand's piece now. He says... Uh, the fact that that trio's pitched a lot, it's it's led one rival executive to predict a bullpen buy or two by the Twins in the coming weeks. Quote from this unnamed executive, they need a reliever or two if they want to compete with the Astros and Yankees. If they can get the right guys, they have a legitimate shot to play deep into October. End quote. And that's the quote to me that hits this nail a little more squarely on the head than the I don't think they'll be aggressive along the lines of the Yankees and the Astros. Because, like, what evidence do I have to say to that? They were aggressive on Craig Kimbrell. They've been aggressive in calling teams, asking what's the price to get this guy on our pitching staff. That, to me, I know talk is cheap, and it won't actually matter until they land somebody, but that, to me, shows the aggressiveness of improving this thing with a hashtag World Series attitude not the other way around of they're going to sit back and and let this thing play out and, gosh, just hope to put in a good run in October.
1: On the same level in terms of the aggressiveness between now and the trade deadline as the Yankees and the Astros and and anybody else. That's fair to expect, right? I would think so. So you follow the Cubs pretty closely, Rami. But I understand why they couldn't go as far as the Cubs because that's financial. When you talk about sure, I'm signing gonna, Craig Kimbrell. I'm not
0: talking about Kimbrell. I'm talking about Araldus Chapman. Right. Which Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer viewed as sort of this final piece to a puzzle. How can we get this guy in to take this club that has a pretty good shot to win a World Series and ratchet it up a couple percentage points? If it's if you enter October with a 1-in-5 chance, because you're one of the favorites, but you still you got to go through three rounds. That's tough. 20% chance. Right. Can we make a move? Yeah, we'll trade future wins for this, but can we make a move that takes us from a 20% to a 28% chance? You make that move when you're a contending club and your window is now, like the Twins window
1: is now. And you said you wouldn't trade a top prospect for a rental player. They traded, I don't know how many people know this, but you've probably heard the name Glaber Torres in the last year or two for the New York Yankees. He's been absolutely raking for them, and that was, he was Royce Lewis. For the Cubs. He was the guy, he was the major piece going the other way for Araldus Chapman, and he was their most prized prospect at the time. And obviously, he's panned out, and obviously, Araldus Chapman did what the Cubs brought him there to do, so it worked out for everybody. But that might be what it takes. If that's the type of arm you're looking to add to your bullpen or to your starting rotation, that might be what it takes, is one of your top prospects, and I'm willing to go there. Yeah, I've know. said before. I know Glenn Perkins has said before, in in reference to Noah Syndergaard, who now has health problems again. That's fine. I'd still take him. That's that might be what it takes. Yeah. If you're talking about adding what looks like it could be, you never know if it is, but looks like it could be the final piece to a puzzle, a World Series puzzle. It might it might take Royce Lewis or Alex Kierlow. That's the part that scares you. The might.
0: If you said, this is easy. If you trade me. You're two prospects and you guarantee to win a World Series. Every team takes that trade. Right. The scary part is there's no guarantees.
1: <laughs> we will uh, update the all-star voting in Major League Baseball and where your twins stand in hour number two. That's right. Another hour of Twins Talk coming up next. Let's see. Score North. First place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks to magic is 78. We're back right after this from CHS Field. Left.